episode of Dr. Me First. It's me, your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. Aaron Wiseman, and I am bringing you a conversation that I had with Dr. Laura Grimmer, and her word today is strengths. Dr. Grimmer is a general surgeon in St. Louis, and I have to say, I love what she's doing with strength finders and combining it with physicians and really helping us to lean into what we're really good at so we stop doing the things that we're not so good at and delegating it off or realizing why we get frustrated when we're doing things we're not good at. I have to tell you ahead of time, my sound quality was not very good in this interview, so I apologize, but let's go ahead and get into it and then stick around for my kick of encouragement. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Laura Grimmer. It is so great to have you here with me today. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. It has just been so nice getting to know you. We've talked a little bit about uh, Physician Coaching Alliance and the different things that we're doing. I'm just so glad to finally be sitting down and recording this podcast with you. So why don't you tell all of the audience a little bit about yourself? Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm Laura Grimmer. I'm an MD, uh, general surgeon practicing in St. Louis. Um, I'm a hospital employed full time. I love my job. Um, and the, the thing that I've recently started that I'm excited to talk about today is doing some strengths coaching. Um, that's something that I've been doing within my organization for a little while, and I'm starting to offer it to people, um, you know, outside my organization too. So that's been my kind of new and exciting thing that I'm doing. Um, I am married. I have two little kids. I got a two-year-old and a four-year-old and they're very ridiculous, but I love them. (laughs) And yeah, and I love your podcast. I've been listening to it for a while. So I'm so glad to finally be on it. Yay, listener turned guest. I love when I have those people come on because I'm always inviting people. I'm like, come on, you should you should get on here. If you've listened to like a episode, you qualify. So, <laughs> totally. And I'm so glad to find another person in the Midwest. We were just talking. We're like three hours away. So we definitely need to have like a Midwest meetup somewhere. So if Absolutely. there's other listeners out there, drop me an email because we're definitely thinking we're going to have to do some sort of meetup fun Indianapolis, Louisville, St. Louis, something like that, so that we can all meet in person. And the first time we, I guess, quote unquote, really met was in Jill's meditation course. Yes, that is true. We both did her online uh, meditation course, which I don't know about you, that was back in May or so. I'm still meditating really regularly, and it's fabulous, so I highly recommend that to anyone. Yeah, I, well, you probably saw the episode where I had her come back Mm -hmm. on after I told her like it just blew my mind. Mm -hmm. I'm still meditating. I missed my morning one, but I plan to do it after we get off of here, my afternoon one. Gosh, it has, it has really just rocked my world. It's made my world so much better. Do you care to share the experience that you talk about? Like mom, general surgery, everything that kind of shifted because of meditation? Oh yeah. I love talking about it. So, um, I would have never called myself burnt out. I never really felt like that applied to me. I've always really liked my job and liked what I do every day, but it's still stressful and it's still hard to get through a day. And what I was finding was 
at the end of the day, I was coming home. This was before I was meditating and just snapping at my kids and just being so short with them. And they would do things that two and four year olds do all the time. And I would just lose my mind over it. It made no sense to me. I was like, I love my kids. I miss them all day. Why do I come home and yell at them? <laughs> like, why am I so mad at them for, you know, spilling milk or being really clingy or whatever normal thing they were doing? And so I did the meditation course. And, um, you know, I'm not the kind of person that would have thought it, it worked for me. Um, I've never done meditation before. I've never been into like alternative medicines or, you know, I've been kind of mainstream medicine, I feel like. Um, but I love it. And it's that whole idea just that you get more adaptation energy and you have more ability to deal with stuff as it changes in your life. And you can get, you can have a bad day at work and complications in your patients and a traffic jam on the way home. And you can still show up and just be in the moment and like be nice to your kids. And I just feel like I'm a different person because of it. I also feel like at work, I'm just a lot more um, in tune with my patients. I feel like just my ability to be present in the moment has increased dramatically. And I'm shocked that I still do it twice a day so routinely. I would have not thought that it it would be so critical to my life that I would still be with it, you know, eight, nine months later, but it is. And it's it's magical. It's magical. I feel like it's magic. <laughs> and I love that because when I first read your story in the group, I really resonated with that. I'm probably a little bit more, I'm a mix, not totally mainstream, not totally woo-woo magic. But really, I was doing the beta testing for the course because I love Jill. And I had no expectations coming into it. Like, I'm like, ah, I'll try it out, whatever. I've done the Headspace app. And the same damn thing. Mm. Just like, wow, this works. This is amazing. And I love, so anybody who's out there, and we can keep spieling on this all day, but I'm not going to. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to mm-hmm. the, uh, it's called the rest technique meditation for busy doctors. That's what we did. It's super easy. It's all online. You get CME credits. Like you have no excuse not to do this, especially after hearing our stories, but go to the link, check it out, do this shit. And I'm telling you, Laura is another believer. Like we both did not think it was going to just overhaul our brain, but it has mm-hmm. been so good. So, so agreed. Agreed. Okay. Well, I feel let's like get I got into your word brain. Yes. My, my yes, word. It's like, <laughs> it is, it's like getting a whole overhaul transplant. It's just, it just changes things, but yes, your word. So strengths and yeah. you already talked about strength finders, but like start basic. Why did you pick the word strengths and tell us all about how you've created something from it? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, Strengths. Who doesn't like to talk about their strengths? It's very positive. It's getting you talking about what you're naturally good at and what comes really naturally and easily to you. What strengths coaching is, is coaching and tools that are based on the Clifton Strengths or the Strengths Finder assessment. It sort of has two names, but it's the same thing. This is an assessment that's been made by Gallup, you know, the big polling company. You always hear them talking about election polls. So Gallup did all this research and identified. 34 strengths, 34 kind of natural recurring patterns of thoughts and behaviors that people have. And we all have a different combination of which strengths we're best at or which ones are strongest for us. And the idea is that when you know your strengths and you know what comes naturally and easily to you, you can lean into that and you can do more of what you're already really talented in and that's how you're gonna become exceptional. So being the best chief of surgery will not be done by trying to do it the same way everyone else has already done it or the same way that your leadership book tells you to do it. 
being the best chief of surgery is going to be done by you leaning into what you do really well. So another little example I give with this is I used to always feel bad that I always talked at the end of committees. When I was in a meeting or a committee, I was always kind of one of the last people to talk. I didn't really pipe up much during the discussion, but then I would kind of at the end have a few kind of key insights or thoughts that I had on it. And I always felt like, oh man, I need to be more assertive. I need to get out there and say more. I need to, um, you know, just think on my feet better. But one of the strengths that came out when I did this strengths finder assessment was this strength called intellection, which is a strength about really thinking really thoroughly and deeply about things. I think it's one of your top strengths too. You, you've taken this assessment as well. Um, when I realized that, I was like, oh, I get it. I don't want to blurt out the first thing that comes to mind because I know that my best thoughts are the ones that have simmered there for a little bit. And as soon as I started leaning into that and recognizing every time I'm in a committee or meeting how powerful my final statement is and how well I can summarize our entire argument into a one one sense thinks is actually what we're disagreeing about or this is what the actual problem is or this is what our recommendation is now that I lean into that I've been given more committees to be in charge of because I am so good at leading in that type of way and a couple of years ago I would have never said that that's one of my strongest leadership qualities is that ability to think thoroughly and deeply during a complex discussion and come up with that single statement at the end that summarizes it now that I'm leaning into that I'm getting recognized for it and I'm getting you know, new opportunities and advancement opportunities given to me because of that. So that's just kind of a little example of what the strengths thing is about. Yeah. And I love it too, because when you scheduled to be on the podcast, you're like, okay, I'll send you a code. Then you have to do the test and, and go through it. And I was like, oh no, no, I already did it. I did it a couple of years ago. And then I refreshed last December because I think I had lost my results or my book was old or whatever. They came out with version 2.0. And we geeked out about, you know, what our strengths were. And I remember my question was, because I had read through like the computer interpretation. Mm -hmm. So I, if you're up for it, I would yeah. love to read the audience. How many should I read? Like my top five? Yeah, you your top five. That would be perfect. I actually kind of have yours in front of me too, because I cool. wanted to be able to talk about yours some. Yeah. So I'll read my top five and then... Maybe you can help me have a little bit more insight on this. And that would be like a live demo for what yeah, we're talking about a little bit. I love it. Okay. So Aaron Wiseman, top five strengths. One, achiever. Two, activator. Three, restorative. Four, significance. And five, futuristic. Yes. Really when I read through those, wonderful. I'm like, yeah, that's me. Yes. Oh, I love it. No, you have such great strengths. So I'm just going to say like a few words about each and kind of why they're magical and why they make you wonderful. So achiever is a very common strength, especially among physicians, especially among high achievers, you know, as the name would imply. Um, and it's about just enjoying working hard and having a lot of stamina. You like being busy. You like being productive. And this is kind of like a finisher trait. So you like finishing tasks. You like making the check mark on the to-do list. The activator, um, this one is about being able to make things happen, get things going. This is kind of like that starter. So having the activator and the achiever is such a powerful combination that you can start projects, you can get people excited about going on something, and you also want to make sure it gets done or really finishes it. So those two together are just so powerful for um, making things happen. I love those. Um, the restorative, this is a strength that's really good at problem solving or figuring out what's wrong. Um, I think this is so powerful in someone like you who's a coach that you are just drawn to those pain points. You're drawn to those areas where something is dysfunctional and you have the ability to 
problem solve and brainstorm and work and try to bring it back to its natural state or natural function and helping, you know, patients do that by treating their illnesses, but also helping your physician clients by helping them overcome the barriers that they're experiencing in their professional or personal life. I think that the restorative is really what draws you to that. Significance, this is a strength about um, wanting to do things that are meaningful and somewhat visible. So um, kind of wanting to be seen for what you're doing, to be recognized for what you're doing. And I, I say all these things in the most positive way. I can see how those words could be taken out of context and be like, oh, you just want attention or something like that. And it's not it at all. It's that you want to make a difference and that you want to have a profound impact on the world and the people around you. And again, I think that so goes in line with the coaching that you and the podcasting as well, that you want to um, be out there. You want to be visible. You know, some people have an incredible impact on the world and their name and their face is never known. But I think you kind of want to be out there with your name and your face and be known for all the wonderful things that you're doing. Oh, as you're reading it, I'm like, oh, hell yes. (laughs) That's awesome. And like you said, not in like a snarky, like valley girl, look at me kind of way, but no, like it totally is important to me. So keep going. Yeah. Well, and I've actually, I've seen this significant strength come up a lot in um, physicians who are really involved in research as well, that they want to move their field forward and they want to work on projects that are going to be on the cover of nature someday. Like they don't want to work on, you know, sorting out the little genomics of some little cancer doodad. They want to be like making strides and moving things forward. And I think that this strength is what drives a lot of medical innovation and why we have some of the things we have now is these people who are driven to make a profound impact. So I love it. And then your last one, futuristic. This one is so wonderful. It's about you just have this vision of the future and you think about the future and you think about the impact of what's being done today and how it'll affect the future. And I think that this one um, is, it's kind of rare. Not a lot of people have this strength. Um, one physician who I was talking to that had it, she was talking to me about, she was going out on maternity leave and she just couldn't, she was a breast surgeon. She just couldn't believe that the mammography department hadn't changed their schedule, knowing that she was going to be really busy for a few months and then out for a few months and then really busy again why they hadn't changed their staffing because in her mind it's so natural to think forward like that and to think of all the things that are going to be affected by her maternity leave and I was like no one else thinks like that <laughs> like that's a magical ability that you have to think like that and it's so cool that you have this one too Aaron that you can think about the future you can think about the impact of your coaching you can think about things like the physician coaching alliance and you can kind of um, take a moment in time and predict how it's going to impact the future. And you're really motivated by that. So I think this is also such a cool one. Well, awesome. So now that we know, and actually I think it's really cool because how strength finder does it is it actually ranks all of your 34 strengths. Right. And so like gives you your like top 10 and then it just like tells you about like the 11 through 34. Yes. So now that I have this, Because I've even thought about this, too, like when I paid to take this quiz a year ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. How do I best use it moving forward or how do you best help other people using this information? That's a great question, because I think it is really fun and interesting to learn your strengths and to read about them. But I think there is a tendency at the end of it to be like, so what do I do now? (laughs) Like, that's cool and interesting. But what do I do about it? Um, I think that. There are simple things you can do, um, even just having the list of the, your top five or top 10 strengths on your bathroom mirror. I have it actually on my computer at work of what are my top strengths, just to always be reminding myself of what I'm great at, 
that is first of all just a nice boost to your positive self-confidence it also gives you a place to turn when you're feeling low energy or burnt out because these things these strengths are what's going to energize you so if you are feeling burnout, think about what am I doing that's significant and how can I do more of that? What am I doing that's helping me be, use this restorative, using this problem-solving ability I have? Because when you're doing these things, that's when you're going to get energy and feel excited about your work again. So turning to them when you're feeling low energy or burnout. And then I think, and this is sometimes something you can do on your own. Also, it's helpful if you do find a strengths coach to work with. But being able to aim these at something. So for example, one physician I was working with recently became the chief of surgery in her department or, or of her hospital. And she wanted to meet with me to go over how to apply her strengths to being the chief of surgery. So it was a new position she was going to be in. And she was like, I want to do this my way. I want to own it. And I want to feel like I'm doing it in the way that's true and authentic to who I am. And so we kind of went through her strengths and went through hypothetical scenarios of how are you going to deal with this? How are you going to deal with this? using your strengths and so kind of preemptively planning out um, how you want your career to go and how you want to show up in new roles that's another area that this is really good for i love it so much so i know that there's got to be some other geeks out there with us who are like hmm i need to figure out what my strengths are or maybe they're like me and they're already a super geek and have already done it and they need maybe a little bit more like interpretation help because I really like your interpretation much better than what the computer spit out. Cause I just was like, man, that sounds really generic and it doesn't, mm -hmm. maybe these don't apply to me. So tell me then like, how can people come find you and how can they access the cliff finders? Absolutely. I think your, your point that the report is a little generic is totally true. This is made by Gallup and it's geared primarily at corporate businessy kind of things. It's not geared at medicine. And that is kind of what I see my role as, as an interpreter of all of the Gallup research and strength stuff, being able to interpret that to the medical world, um, because really no one no one else has really done that. It's been mostly in the corporate side. Um, so I have a website, physicianstrengths.com. Um, from there, you can get the access codes to take this assessment. The access code um, is $20 and any product that I sell on my website, I sell like some workbooks that you can go through to help kind of interpret your strengths and some insight cards that give you a little bit of the type of insight I'm kind of giving you live right now. Um, all of those products include that $20 assessment. Um, there's also coaching sessions that I offer on there um, that are usually virtual or in person if you happen to be in the St. Louis area, where we go through your strengths and do a really deep dive into what kind of challenges you're facing and how your strengths can help with that. And I do give a discount for residents or medical students. Um, I feel a little bit of a calling towards doing this with residents and medical students simply because almost every physician I do this coaching with ends the session by saying, oh my God, why didn't I do this as a resident? <laughs> like to them, it's just such a almost sense of loss that they didn't know sooner what they were great at because it would really have helped them during residency and also with picking a subspecialty, a fellowship, figuring out their first job, all those really hard transitions. I think the strengths finder um, coaching can be really helpful with. So I do give a pretty steep discount to residents or medical students who may be interested in it. Yeah, I'm absolutely thinking this of the psych residents that I work with. We're getting ready to do a retreat. And I'm like, they really need to know this now because they're in that like practicing role, you know, right. so that they can like practice these strengths and like refine them and then they can hit the ground running like once they get out. I love that too. I really feel like a lot of the stuff you are doing, other coaches 
other female entrepreneur positions out there, we all wish that we had maybe had a little bit more of this earlier on. So I think that's so great that you're offering discounts to residents and medical students. I know I do that as too. I think across the board that we all know that it's hard, but we don't want money to be the limiting factor. We right. still want the people who really need this to still get it. Right. Right. I agree. It, um, yeah, it's like, <laughs> I always joke that it's funny now that I'm attending and make plenty of money. Now I get free lunch at the hospital every day. And it's like, why didn't I get that as a resident when I like literally couldn't afford lunch? That's when I needed it. And it almost feels the same way with all this coaching and personal development stuff. I'm like, yeah, it's lovely that I can afford all of this now, but where was this five years ago when I really needed it? It's, I guess just one of the ironies of life that sometimes you aren't able to get what you really need until after you needed it. I feel like we have an idea brewing that we need yeah. to have medical student resident only, like a whole self-help conference where all of us come together and we just freely give what we're doing and just pour it out on our young colleagues so that they can go like do their best work in the world and then tell them later on like, hey, you got to pay this forward at some point. I don't know yeah. how, I don't know when. Hmm. That might be, have to be part of our Midwest meetup. I'm getting, I agree. Getting those ideas. I guess I'm using my, um, futuristic strength yes. right now. <laughs> <laughs> you totally are. And significance that you want to have this impact on them and then they take it forward in future generations. And, oh, I love it. <laughs> well, Laura, thank you so much. Thank you so much for not just coming on the podcast, but just being a great colleague and a friend and a coach and just, a meditator with me, all the things. I appreciate you so much. Awesome. Well, thank you again for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right. Time for your kick of encouragement. So I've been recently reading a book that's called Stop Doing Things You Suck At. It's by Jessica Butts. And I really think it goes along the same lines of what I was just talking about with uh, Dr. Laura Grimmer as far as with Strength Finders. And the book, Stop Doing Things You Suck At, Jessica actually does a lot of personality testing with Briggs Meyer. And I see a lot of comparisons of having some sort of assessment to tell you what you already know intuitively, but to really bring it up to the surface and put it in front of you that this is kind of the way you think. This is what's important to you. These are the things that you best flourish in. So you heard my strengths for Strength Finder in the testing with Jessica does. I'm in ENFJ, I think, whatever the letters are for that type of assessment. And it's been so fundamental for me. And who doesn't love doing these kind of fun quizzes? I mean, not everyone, like I'm saying, but I personally really enjoy them. That part of my Dr. Me First Mastermind, I'm actually having those participants taking a couple different assessments so that they can see what are their strengths. And then what perhaps are the things that they aren't so good at? And then realizing that the rest of the population, the rest of their family, the rest of the people that they work with don't think the same way they do. And I think that's an insightful and clarifying point is that sometimes we think like how we think and how we process and how we express is how everybody does it. Isn't that just intuitive and natural to you? And it's absolutely not. 
And why are there so many different assessments? Because there's so many different types of people and there's so many different ways of seeing it. And maybe if one assessment isn't quite clear for you, maybe there's another type. Maybe you want to go see what your archetype is or, you know, something a little bit off of like the proven science course. And that's fine too. My archetype is actually warrior. That's why I mentioned that one. But what I want to encourage is you need to understand how you tick so that you can ramp up your engine to like the highest performing qualities. Because if you don't even know what the moving pieces are and what's in there and what drives you, there's no way that you can really optimize it and make it better. So I would highly, highly encourage you to get on Laura's website, physicianstrengths.com. It's in the show notes. Email her, get an access code, take it, figure out what your first five strengths are. If not strength finders, then find another good assessment to figure out what are you really, really good at. And remember too, you may have changed. You may have done one of these assessments like 15, 10, five years ago. Maybe something new is kind of coming up to the surface and something else is backing down. So just do it. Figure out what you're good at. And I'm loving in my mastermind how even though we are all female physicians, we all have different strengths and we're talking about it and expressing it. It's one of the great benefits with that. And hey, remember my goal. I'm trying to get to know everyone who is a listener of Dr. Me First. And I want to invite you to do that with me. Connect with me on Instagrams, drop me an email, or even more so, I would love to get on a call with you. And also, is there somebody who needs to be on my podcast? Wink, wink. You listeners out there can turn from hashtag listener to guest. There's a link also in the show notes as I'm looking for more guests to bring onto the podcast and have great conversations with. So check that out as well. I hope your 2020 is going well. I know that I'm here to back you up and make it even better. And just remember, your life, your calling, your pulse matters.